you know what I think? I think it's time for a story. And I think that you should take a moment to get incredibly comfortable before we begin. And while you're doing that, I will tell you that this podcast and these stories are supported by patrons. So if you enjoy them, if these stories feed you in some way and you would like to offer something back and become a patron, you can do that on patreon.com forward slash can I tell you a story. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash can I tell you a story. You'll receive bonus stories and my undying thanks and more. I think that's all. Let's start the story. I hope you're extra, extra comfortable. Elodie is eight years and seven months old, and she's been looking forward to today for 17 days, ever since she found out that today is Mrs. Daisy's birthday. She's going to sing happy birthday, and Mrs. Daisy will be so pleased she'll give Elodie a chocolate chip cookie from the jar on the kitchen mantelpiece. Elodie runs helter-skelter up the cracked concrete path, disturbing the soft moss growing in the shady damp around the edges. The steps up to the veranda creak under her feet, the house shifting like a sigh. The front door is ajar, but all the windows are dark. She yells into the dark through the gap in the doorway. Mrs. Daisy? She knocks on the red frosted glass beside the door, loud enough to rattle it, but still there is no answer. Mrs. Daisy? Mrs. Daisy, I am here! Let's have an adventure! She waits fingers tracing the gnarled and twisted vine growing up the veranda post that's gotten so heavy it's making the roof sag. Elodie is pretty sure this house was sagging before it was even built. Elodie frowns. There's a wrongness to the silence. It sounds thick, like she's listening to the world through glue. Mrs. Daisy? Elodie gives the front door a push and it swings inwards. Her breath stops in her throat, her mouth open. Her mother's voice echoes unheard in her mind. Elodie, you'll catch flies. For a long while, she doesn't blink. The hallway is gone. The doors that lined the hallway, always kept closed, have gone. The worn floral carpet that led to the cheerful kitchen with a jar of chocolate chip cookies on the mantelpiece has gone. The gloomy oil painting of the weird man with the moustache that hung beside the front door has gone. Instead, the door opens into a tunnel of trees. It's eerily quiet, except for what sounds like distant rain filtering through the leaves. The stillness catches at her. Mrs. Daisy? Her voice sounds small in the gloom. Well, she says to herself. Elodie swallows, sets her jaw, straightens her shoulders and steps over the threshold, her small hand holding the doorknob for support. As soon as both feet have landed on the forest floor, the door pulls itself from her grasp. It slams shut behind her and disappears, taking with it most of the light. Elodie jumps, but she doesn't scream. She turns in a slow circle, hands outstretched in case there's something to feel that her eyes can't see in the gloom. She's standing in the middle of a small clearing, and the door is definitely gone. Where it stood lies a bright red leaf. A lucky leaf, she decides, picking it up and putting it in her pocket. The only way out of the clearing seems to be forward, 
through the tunnel of trees towards the soft sound of distant rain. But she doesn't go forward. Not yet. Instead, Elodie waits for a while. Perhaps the door will come back, she thinks. It doesn't. I'll count to a hundred, and then I'll start walking. At thirty-seven, Elodie gets bored with counting and sets off through the tunnel of trees, the leaves above her so dense she can't see any of the sky. The leaf litter crunches softly under her feet. The woods on either side are dark and thick with twisty roots and crowded branches, so there's nothing to do but walk forwards, which doesn't take very much concentration, and so the rest of her mind asks questions. Where is Miss Daisy? Why is there a forest in her house? Where did the door go? Will I ever find the way out? Where does this tunnel of trees go? What if I'm not home in time for tea? Elodie isn't much prone to worrying, but she starts to feel a small knot of fear growing in her belly like a fist. She clenches her own fists by her side and chants as she walks. Not scared, not scared, not scared, not scared. There's a flash of white off to the left. Elodie tenses and walks a little faster. Something is keeping pace with her through the trees. She thinks about turning back, but the door is gone. There's nothing to go back to except an empty clearing. Elodie keeps walking, not quite running. Not scared, not scared, not scared, not scared. The sound of rain never seems to get any closer. It feels like she's walking on the spot, the forest turning underneath her like a giant treadmill of trees, the white shape always matching her pace. I can see you following me, she says, eventually, tired of waiting for something to happen. Her voice sounds high and thin. The white shape seems to glow brighter for a moment, and she doesn't see it move from amongst the trees, but somehow it materialises in front of her. It's a goat. Its strange goat eyes are gold and bright. Maybe I can see you following me, it says, eyes narrowing. A talking goat, says Elodie. A talking girl, says the goat. Girls are supposed to talk, says Elodie. I'm supposed to talk, says the goat. Even if I wasn't supposed to talk, I'd still talk. Elodie thinks about that for a minute. I talk when I'm not supposed to all the time, she says. See, says the goat, we're basically the same person. Elodie, having used such twisty logic herself on more than one occasion, can't disagree. Where are you going, she asks. To the party, says the goat. They can't start until I get there. Oh, says Elodie, since we're basically the same person, that means they can't start until I get there too. Did you bring a present, asks the goat. You can't come to the party without a present, and the party can't start if you're not there, so if you don't have a present, the party can never begin. I was going to sing Happy Birthday, says Elodie, and I have a red leaf that I'm pretty sure used to be a door. A song and a magic door, says the goat, its golden eyes looking into the distance. Two presents. Well then, we should hurry. Songs don't like to wait unsung for long. Elodie and the goat walk side by side through the tunnel of trees. I'm hungry, she says to the goat, after walking for what feels like a very long time. That means we're nearly there, says the goat. Before the words are out of its mouth, Elodie sees a faint glow ahead of them through the trees. Elodie and the goat come round a gentle bend and in front of them is a clearing large enough that she can see the sky. 
The stars are out, but they're not like the kind of stars that she's used to. There's a bear up there, a real bear, drawn in starlight with bright points marking its paws and ears and shoulders and nose. It has a fish in its mouth and it's walking behind a cloud. There's an archer shooting an arrow at an eagle and missing. The goat stands carefully on Elodie's foot and she closes her mouth and drags her attention away from the sky. She blinks. In the middle of the clearing is a house made of gingerbread? Her stomach growls. The glow she had seen between the trees is coming from a huge bonfire in front of the gingerbread house. The fire pops and cracks and sparks dance up into the sky. The bear reaches one huge paw to bat at a spark that has lodged in its fur. A collection of shadowy figures sit around the fire on low chairs toasting marshmallows on sticks. Some of them are wearing pointy hats. One of them looks very like the weird man with the moustache from the painting that hung by the disappeared front door, his face lit up in a happy grin by the firelight. A laugh explodes across the clearing. It's Mrs Daisy, her marshmallow waving around her head like a drunk firefly. She doesn't seem to have noticed that it's on fire. Mrs Daisy is a witch, Elodie says to the goat. Mrs Daisy is the witch, says the goat. I want to be a witch when I grow up, she tells the goat. That's just as well, says the goat, walking towards the fire. It raises its voice to address the gathering. We're here now, it says, golden eyes reflecting the firelight. The party can begin. I hope you enjoyed this story. <laughs> if you did and you want more, perhaps you would like to become a patron. You will receive bonus stories and other things, including, as I think I mentioned, my endless thanks, which you can find out more about on patreon.com forward slash can I tell you a story. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash can I tell you a story. Until next time. <laughs>